JMI Wealth, Andrew Kelleher, good morning. Good morning, Mike. Yes, bring me that good news from the farmers. There you go, two in a row, two in a row. It's, it's two in a row a trend, that's what I've been grappling with Let's this morning. Let's call it a trend. Can, can I call it a trend? I'll can. tell you, I'll call, I'll, I'll, we'll, I will agree that we'll call it a nice bounce. Um, but yeah, a 2% rise in the global dairy trade price index overnight, and that follows a 4.9% rise on the 6th of September. So yeah, definitely turning into a nice bounce and uh, we can uh, debate whether it is a trend. And I think dairy farmers will take some comfort from the halt in the decline which you saw, which we, you may recall, that, that ran for six months. I mean, you know, you saw a little rise along the way, but basically from sort of 1st of March right through to, you know, to September, you saw declines in the global dairy trade uh, price index. So nice, uh, skim milk powder, that continues to be sort of flatlining uh, over the last couple of months, that fell 0.7%. Uh, but the lift in the overall price index can send a big vote of thanks to whole milk powder, which posted a very healthy 3.7% rise. Um, that pulls that commodity back to mid-July levels. All good. And Mike, I do want to note, as I always do when we talk about uh, we talk about global dairy trade and uh, sort of dairy exports, the Kiwi dollar it's fallen below fifty nine cents overnight. Now, we saw that briefly in twenty twenty when we sort of had had sort of peak COVID despair, sort of March April twenty twenty. But um, but actually, it's spent very little time other than that, or very little time at all, under sixty cents since two thousand and eight. So that's good for our exporters. Unfortunately, tougher importers, though, and uh, you tend to import inflation when you've got lower Kiwi dollar. OK. Uh, have you bought another steamer from Rip Curl? Is that what the sales were about? Oh, I love those steamers. Look, you know, I'm a user of wetsuits, and uh, Rip Curl, I love the product. This is, this is now KMD Brands. It's the old Katmandu, the new name reflects the importance within the business of Rip Curl and Oboz, which is the sort of hiking uh, sort of trail shoes. Um, good result, Mike. Uh, the share price, for, they, they released their 12-month result yesterday, their 12-month results to the end of July. Uh, look, I look at the Kathmandu share price, and it's it's fallen from sort of over the last year from $1.50 down to a dollar. so it could do with some good news. Um, I would make the comment here around this, this, um, this result, Mike, that there's very little sign of sort of consumer stress in these numbers. If you're looking for, you know, for signs of weaker consumer sentiment or stress from higher mortgage payments, well, you're not going to see it here. Um, it's a record result in terms of sales, up 6.2%. Revenue levels to $978 million. And you know I like to round up, Mike. Can we call that a billion dollars? a billion. I call it a billion. I think you could. So Rip Kill, yeah, is a winner for them at the moment. Um, we are sort of seeing some gross margin pressure there, though, but sales revenue is up 9.5%. Unfortunately, earnings level is down because of that margin pressure. Uh, Oboz, the special issues, they had problems with factory closures um, over the course of this year, but they've sort of moved forward. Inventory levels have now recovered. Uh, revenue fell because of those uh, problems. Um, overall result, though, is in line with consensus expectations. Management, uh, they are sort of positive about their um, outlook in terms of revenue, earnings growth. They, they will all be positively impacted by, you know, return to travel and supply chains recovering. Uh, the important thing here about this result, Mike, though, is if I look at the, if you look at the trend over the course of the year, very much recovering in the fourth quarter. So strong fourth quarter. So accelerated in the end of the financial year. That's pretty good. And it was the highest ever sales run for Australia for KMD Brands in the fourth quarter. Good stuff. Australian property. Do you believe it? Oh, I'm not sure. So this was a quick comment. This is Baron Joey's Aussie Investment Bank, a relatively new entrant to Australian investment banking. Their chief economist, Joe Masters, talking to the uh, AFR Property Summit. Uh, summit. 
Um, they believe that if the RBA moves interest rates as much as the market is pricing in, that you're going to see a material downturn in Sydney property prices, talking 25 per cent. Key here is that the Sydney property market is highly leveraged, so it's more affected by rising uh, rising rates. Oh, I'm not sure. I mean, the thing around these averages, Mike, if you say the average price is down 25%, that means some house prices have got to be down a lot more than that. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. We have to wait and see on that. Okay, mate, what are the numbers? Well, it's not looking good. Uh, it's not looking good because the markets, the FOMC meeting has started and the market's now worried about a super, that supersized rate hike we talked about yesterday morning. So Dow Jones is down 480 points at the moment, which is just over 1.5% for 30,542. Uh, the S&P 500 down 65 points, 3834, down 1.68%. And the NASDAQ down 1.3%, 54 points, 11,380. So they're a little bit worried. Uh, overnight, uh, the FTSE 100 lost 44 points, 7,192. Uh, the Nikkei was up 120 points yesterday, 0.44%, 27,688 was the close there. Uh, Shanghai Composite up 3,122, about 0.2%. And the Australasian markets were stronger yesterday. Uh, the ASX 200 closing at 6,806. That's a 1.3% gain. Nice. Uh, the NZX 50 up 38 points, 0.33%. Percent closing at 11,570. As I said, Kiwi dollar under 59 cents, 0.5887 against the US, 0.8813 Aussie, 0.5909 euro, 0.5181 pounds against the yen, 84.58 gold. $1,664, a little bit weaker, and Brent crude also flirting now with the $90 level again, $90.78. See you tomorrow. Andrew Kelleher, jmiwealth.co.nz.